a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Marty Carpenter and Leah Murray in today for Boyd Matheson. And you like generational things. I do. You're like sort of you're into the this generation is kind of like this just this generation is like that. I'm into the fact that generation X is the best generation. That, amen. Marty. Yes. <laughs> no, but also I teach political science and a lot of times I teach generational data, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll show students like here are opinions on like I don't know legalizing marijuana, right? And it looks very different from the boomers down to Gen Z, right? Yeah. And so there, I know there are differences in political opinion based on generation, so I like kind of talking about it. Yeah. Well, the Religious Freedom Index has released a new report highlighting how different generations of Americans view religious freedom. One notable group that expressed less support for the rights of religious people was Gen Z. So what is shaping this generation's views on the subject, and what could this mean for the future debate over religious rights? We're joined today by Kelsey Dallas, who covers religion, sports, and the Supreme Court for the Deseret News. So, Kelsey, thanks for being with us. And first of all, that's quite a spectrum, religion, know, right? sports, and the Supreme Court. So you, you uh, have a broad base of knowledge. Yep, I've always had a hard time choosing what to focus on. Um, majored in three different things in college, so this just fits with that well. I love that. You're just a Renaissance journalist. I appreciate it very <laughs> yeah. much. All right, so you tell us, what were the findings of this survey, kind of generally, and then specifically, what was going on with Gen Z? Well, generally, this survey found strong support for religious freedom, uh, which means that Americans appreciate laws that protect people of faith, especially minority people of faith, so groups that maybe uh, victimized if they didn't have these uh, governmental protections. And so listening to a press conference about the data, it was like, oh, this is wonderful. We're so happy to see this strong support. And there were some panelists who pointed out, you know, but there's kind of a a monster lurking around the corner, and that monster is Generation Z because they really don't seem on board in the same way that older generations are with some of these religious rights. Um, They're very skeptical about whether people of faith should be protected when they hold controversial ideas about LGBTQ rights or abortion or some of these more hot-button issues. Of course, part of that may be, Leah, that you get a little more conservative as you get older in most most cases. That's kind of the trend that like, you know, maybe, you, maybe, maybe not you, but like, <laughs> you know, religious freedom may not be something that you value so much when you're in your 20s if you're not raised in a religious environment. But you start to appreciate that maybe a little bit more as you get older. So, uh, Kelsey, why were that generation's views an outlier compared to others? Do we have some 
way we can tell why they were thinking that? Or I, I know you mentioned a couple of specific elements to why that may be their opinion. I think that you point to a possible explanation in the sense that many faith-related issues these days, like LGBTQ rights, are also political issues. And so if you are um, a Democrat, identify as liberal, your views on the debate that ties in with religious freedom are going to partly be shaped by your political beliefs. However, the panelists, um, the researchers, were instead highlighting Gen Z's religious background and upbringing and how that might play a role. So many um, members of Gen Z were not raised attending a house of worship, or those that did may have stopped attending church in college or as young adults. And so they just may not be that interested in a lot of the religious principles that are at play here. They may not understand that religious teachings are driving some of the behavior that they're not happy with. So it's really a religious literacy problem, perhaps. And that's why some of the possible solutions are just educating young people about why religious freedom matters, um, what religious groups teach on certain hot-button issues, and that's what some of the folks involved in this study are now going to be working on. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And Leah, I probably used the wrong word in saying people get more conservative when they get older. I guess in my mind, it kind of there's a confluence there. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're younger, you sort of say, I think this way and other people should think this way. Right. And when you get older, you get a little more into the, well, I think this way. And if you think differently, then just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can be me and you can be you, then you get to that point a little bit. Maybe. And Kelsey's got some data in her, um, in this article, right, Kelsey, that's got, it's not like... 30, a third, like, so that's 33% of Gen Z are religiously unaffiliated. That, like, I don't know that I knew that data point before I just read your article today, and that's striking. And so your point's well taken. Like, I was raised a Catholic, um, and I started going to church more when I got older just because, like, I think it's about, you feel like, I don't know, you're connecting to the community more, and maybe you see more of a role for faith in your life. But I was raised as a Catholic, right? So if the answer is 33% of them are religiously unaffiliated, then maybe you don't have a trajectory as as you get older, you are going back to that faith. Right, Kelsey? Right. One of the moments that stands out to me most from interviews over the whole course of the year was um, a scholar, Daniel Cox, at the Survey Center on American Life, saying that if you weren't raised in a church, you don't wake up one day and decide to go to church. That there's a huge barrier to entry of walking into a house of worship if you've really never been there before. Um, people like you and and me as well, who grew up attending church and were used to that routine, that rhythm, even if we fell away for a while, we slept in during college, you you still know what it means to sort of be part of a religious community. And so it's not nearly as intimidating to say, oh, hey, I have a husband now, I have a child now, let's try to get back into this routine. But for someone who did not ever go through those motions, it's just like a, a foreign idea. Right. And I think also the idea, too, Kelsey, that you get to uh, as well in your article is that I 
I have religious values as a result of being raised in my religion. So I respect the fact that someone else might have religious values as a result of being in their religion. But if I don't go, then I might just assume, right, that that value you're stating is just political, right? Like it's just something mean or discriminatory, yeah. right? I don't you're recognize all- that there might be a religious value in play. Your only touch it. point, essentially, you're saying there is that – the only time if you're if you're grow up in a non religious household, you never go to church. The only touch point you have with religion might be on controversial issues right. where you say, "Hey, you know, evangelicals feel this way, or polls show us evangelicals stand opposed to this, or whatever religious group you might pick that they stand in opposition to something I believe in." Then it's almost in that conversation, politics sort of becomes your religion, right? And when someone's now opposing what what it is that you have as your deeply held beliefs. Right. And I think, Kelsey, you get it. It's like it's difficult to bridge that gap because almost it's a totally different worldview. Right. So if it's the case that I think it's about politics, you know, I'm not going to. But then because I love how in your article you're like in the abstract, they seem good with religious freedom. But then when you pushed on it, right, go ahead. The generation just couldn't get there. Well, I was just going to say it it, so often the conversation lands and the panel about this data did land at a place where it was somewhat critical of the media because so much of religion reporting these days is about controversial political debates rather than just the daily activities, uh, the humanitarian efforts of religious organizations. That more positive news coverage has kind of fallen away as the journalism industry has contracted. And so there's no easy solution to that. And these really difficult Darker stories do need to be told, but it's just very easy to see how someone who has no real exposure to religious activities in their life would only get negative exposure when they're reading the news. Because something like the Supreme Court case earlier this week, which is a difficult debate about LGBTQ rights and religious freedom and free speech, that that gives you a very different idea about religious actors than maybe hearing about a food drive would. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Dallas with the Deseret News, thanks so much for being with us and giving us some insight on this topic. Thank you for having me. All right. Come back after the break, and we are going to have some just closing thoughts. Final final arguments. Final arguments. (laughs) (laughs) A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.